world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Oh my God! Do I have some news <laughs> about legal weed and crime and the PBA and the police unions and everything? But first, there's, the PBA smoking legal weed? <clears throat> not yet, but they wish they did. Uh, so the pre-orders are out. If you go to crimeproofbook.com, if you don't order the books now, there's a good chance you're not going to get them until the they come run. out. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm limited in the quantity because this is all self-financing, self-funded. And everybody that orders a book will have it autographed, uh, whether it's shipped or picked up at the range. So it's crimeproofbook.com. But this guy, Tom Miller from Coldwater, Michigan. Dear Anthony, I would like to order three of your books and wondered if you would be kind enough to inscribe them for me. I would like one for myself and one for each of my sons, Wes and Chris. Between the two of them, they have five girls and two boys aged 13 to 21 years old. And wow. I think the tips that you have in your book will be invaluable. Well, God bless. Thank you. They will be. And he wrote, I am enclosing a check for blah, blah, blah for the books and shipping and wondered if you would be kind enough to give whatever is remaining to Dr. Berardi for the veteran organization that he and you are helping. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Man. It's Tom. Tom Miller. Thank Old you, Tom. Although I did not end up in Vietnam, I served during that time, and it was disgraceful how the soldiers were treated by the public and the government. Yeah. I know it is not much, but possibly this will help in some small measure. Tom, first of all, thank you for your service, and thank you for this huge uh, donation, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. This is a, a man who did that. Tom, as soon as the books come in, it's going to take six, seven, eight weeks before the books come in, again, because I self-funded, self-financed it, but that's really, really big of you. Here's how it works. If uh, I'm going with a huge print house and my books have to be in queue with no rush, so it's going to take six or seven weeks to print, bind, and then ship. I could pay to have them done solely like a rush charge and get them in two weeks, but then I'd have to sell the book for about $30, <laughs> $40 each. So, That's for sure, yeah. Yeah, so please, everybody, be patient. Again, I do not want to go through the Masters of the Universe, especially for the initial run, because I do not, I'd rather take that money, I, some of that money I make off the book and donate it to 2A Causes rather than give it to, um, you know, the Masters of the Universe who are controlling us now. So the first three people that ordered the book... The first three, I just want to say their names. The first one was Tracy's brother, Jonathan Sarn, uh, from Zionsville, Indiana. The second was Jim Howard from Howell, New Jersey. And the third was Carl Palladino from Hardyston, New Jersey. You guys are the top three. Now, tons of people have ordered multiple books, but the number one contender is George Y. from Firematic, who's on a quarantine crawl, who him and his son John, Michael, and his lovely wife are all uh, platinum members of the range. He bought 20 books. George is great. George yep. has donated a number of times to the fund. Thank they're, you they're, so they're, much, George. You're, just, you're good people, man. They're just great people. And uh, Tom O'Byrne. 
bought 15 copies. And uh, Geraldine Keogh from the Dessert Ladies, also members of the range, Quarantine Crawl, bought six copies. Great I mean, desserts. Yep. And, you know, I had a... So the, the people that are printing and binding my book uh, is a world, worldwide... Um, forgot Sarah's business. TSE Worldwide. TSE Worldwide. And her name is Sarah C. TSE. And so she got the first manuscript of the book and she wrote, I finished reading the manuscript of your book late last night. It was hard to put down after finishing the first chapter. I can tell you, you genuinely care and are concerned for the safety of your readers and their loved ones. This project is a labor of love. Unlike a typical safety guidebook on self-defense, you cover a wide variety of topics from shopping malls and cyber safety to the workplace and senior assisted living homes. I like how you provide your safety tips from different perspectives and then back them up with your rationale and explanations. The subject matter throughout the book is timely and helpful, especially the advice you provide to citizens regarding how they should respond when being arrested, whether it is unlawful or justified, and how they can exercise their Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights. Your ability to explain a scenario in detail and help the readers view a situation from law enforcement's perspective offers understanding, clarity, and empathy on both sides. The writing style is straightforward and eloquent, and your narrative is engaging. Crime Proof is a must-have in every home, business, and organization so that readers can revisit the topics and still find the content refreshing and applicable. Pretty damn good, huh? Now, let me tell you who Sarah is. <clears throat> Sarah owns the largest trade publication printing company. She prints for every single, well, probably every single one of the major trade houses uh, in the country and in many other countries also. She's a major heavy hitter. She's so responsive. John Petrolino from Decoding Firearms gave me a review. Charlie Cook gave me a review. Robert Petty gave me a review. I'm going to read those next week because I don't want to read a ton of reviews. Dave Rosie Rosenthal from CNJFO. I want to read his review because it's funny. <laughs> Calandros, uh, Calandros Crime Proof, a treasure of do's and don'ts. How to be situationally aware, protect it, and have fun by David Rosie Rosenthal, Blackwire Media Editor-in-Chief and CNJFO. Anthony Calandro has been telling people what to do to stay safe his entire life. Since 1992, the year he established Gun for Hire, Calandro has taught thousands how to shoot straight and not be a victim. Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game is 305 pages of easy-to-read self-preparedness that you'll never want to put down. It all starts with mindset, then awareness, and defeating vulnerability in almost any daily situation. Home invasions, cover, concealment, using your cell phone, firearms advice, unexpected deliveries to your home, even how to let the cops in to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> What to say to law enforcement and what not to say. And most importantly, how to stay out of trouble to begin with. It's all here, organized, so you can share these life-saving concepts, concepts with families. Pre-orders will be signed copies. Get your orders today. Thank you very much. The more orders we get, the better. This initial run, I would like to blow them all out the door. The other thing is, if you have an organization or a local bookstore or a cigar club, when these come in in March, let's say April, I will come and do book signings as well. But I want people to pre-order them now. Please support those who support you. Now, let's go on to having some fun. Are you ready for some fun? I am. We reap what we sow, ladies and gentlemen. So the governor 
has legalized <laughs> marijuana. And the first thing he did when he legalized marijuana is appoint a cannabis commission. Of course. <laughs> so, of course, the cannabis commission, cannabis commission will be cronies, okay, of, of, of political appointees and high donors, okay, to move forward and establish a legal adult-use cannabis marketplace. We have to have a commission. You have to have a commission. You can't okay. do anything without a commission. So what happens is Murphy gets to appoint three people to the commission. The Speaker of the House, Craig Coughlin, gets one. And President Sweeney, the Senate president, gets one as well. Okay. <laughs> no cronyism there? No. So we have five on the commission. The commissioner's executive director will be paid $141,000. <laughs> And the others will get $125,000, and none of them have backgrounds in cannabis. Of course not. None of the Parkway commissioners have, you know, uh, other than throwing quarters, in, quarters into the basket, have any experience whatsoever in highway management. One of them was a pharmacist. Why don't we just legalize crystal meth? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. Seriously, sure, New Jersey, we can make it green for the Garden State. Green or something. and white. That'll yeah. be our new flag color. Let's make them. Um, let's make the cannabis. Let's make crystal meth legal. Let's make crystal meth great again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so listen to me. This is all a bunch of bullshit. So you reap what you sow. So you know the unions always back up. Uh, oh. They always back him up. Well. The same week he legalized cannabis and appointed a crony uh, commission, the next thing he did was uh, drop minimum mandatory sentences for 25 crimes in New Jersey. Okay? Perfect. So there's, there's no better example of the first tier coddling the second tier and crushing and endangering we the third tier. Our friends, our families, our kids, our loved ones that are out on the street with the revolving door catch and release criminal justice system. But finally, I feel good. Finally, I feel good because it's always us that feel it. It's always us that feel it. But now, sadly, I have to say I feel good because when they legalized the cannabis, they screwed the police Yep. who vote in lockstep Absolutely. for Democrats Absolutely. because you're going to get bigger money for your pension. Right. Well, I have news for you, ladies and gentlemen, in law enforcement, if you do not get to keep your job, you do not get to keep your pension. Right. There's that little thing there. Okay, so an alert came out from the PBA. A similar one came out from the FOP. Now, I'm going to read this, but here's the best part. Come this election, November, they will vote for Murphy again. Of course they will. Okay, they will vote for Murphy again because, it. what do you say, it's like a self-licking ice cream cone? That's right. Okay, it's always us, the law-abiding citizens. We're not allowed to protect ourselves. We're endangered. Mm. They keep letting all the scum out. We have illegals, criminals, felons back out on the street, and it's okay, all right? But now the police, listen to this alert, special alert to all law enforcement officers. Marijuana legalization possesses, poses serious threats to your job. 
the state legislature this morning passed legislation, Murphy signed this already, to formally legalize the use of marijuana in accordance with the constitutional amendment that passed in November. Unfortunately, the legislation was amended. Of course, they amended the legislation <laughs> that we voted on. Exactly. Okay? Yes. With language that contained severe penalties on law enforcement officers who attempt to use the odor or possession of a marijuana and alcoholic beverages as a reason to stop and search minors to enforce the law. Just minors? Yes. Listen to how this goes out. We are urging every member of law enforcement to avoid approaching people with marijuana until a proper legal analysis and direction can be developed (laughs) once this law is signed by the governor. So basically... You can be stoned out of your mind... And driving your car in the other lane facing me, and everything's just going to be cool. So, listen to this. The legislation is treacherous to you because it creates a penalty of third-degree deprivation of civil rights if an officer uses the odor or possession of marijuana or alcoholic beverages as the reason for initiating an investigatory stop of a person. The new law states a law enforcement officer cannot use the odor of marijuana or alcohol as reasonable, articulable suspicion to initiate an investigatory stop. The new law states a minor cannot consent to be searched and that a law enforcement officer no longer has probable cause to search a minor for illegally using marijuana or alcohol. And if an officer violates a minor's rights by using pot or alcohol as a reason for search, then the officer will be charged with deprivation of civil rights. So, the bill dangerously ties your hands. It establishes penalties for only warnings for illegal use by minors of marijuana or alcohol, but it essentially prevents an officer from even approaching a person suspected of being a minor. How how do you know if they're a minor or not? So, if you approach somebody and then later on find out out they're a minor, you're going to lose your job. You're going to get a third-degree penalty, and you're going to go to jail. It's a civil rights violation. Then it's going to turn into a racial thing. Absent the commission of another crime or clear legal guidance, officers are being forced to ask themselves if writing a a marijuana is worth risk being accused and charged with a third-degree crime. The mere smell of marijuana and its use in your presence will no longer be grounds to search an individual. While marijuana is now legal for those 21 or older, this language is an assault on our ability to do our job and enforce the law. This language is an attack on law enforcement officers by making us the target of punishment rather than the individuals breaking the law. This language will be will have dangerous consequences for the public and the police. Welcome to our world, PBA, FOP, and all other law enforcement officers <laughs> in New Jersey. Okay? So now you're getting hit with the opposite laws here, where the criminals have all the rights and you don't have any rights. So approach somebody who looks like they're 19, find out later they're 17, you stand a chance of losing your job. Okay? And your union bosses will still write hundreds of thousand dollar checks to those, in quotes, lawmakers in Trenton that are finding ways to screw you. Okay? You remember that. This is how it works. That's right. Uh, Ainsley. Ainsley, by the way, God bless. I know there was another milestone in your family this week with your oldest daughter. Uh, I love you like a brother and consider you my brother. And uh, thank you for ordering the book. So remember last week I was talking about how I don't boycott stuff Mm -hmm. because, you know, what what would really what really works, what boycotts really work. And and, uh, Ainsley listens to the show every Monday morning. And he says the last real boycott that really worked 
was the Montgomery bus boycott in December yeah. 1955. You're absolutely right. You said it hasn't been since a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. So uh, someone with stones the size of 16-pound bowling balls, this little African-American woman named Rosa Parks, decided she wasn't going to sit on the back of the bus. She wasn't going to get up for a white man. It's hard to believe it's oh, that's only 115 uh this is only 55 years ago. I know it's amazing. You know, it's it's really it's really hard to believe. Uh but she refused to get up and give her seat to a white man and uh, all the African American people stopped boycotted. riding that bus. They stopped riding the bus. Yeah, and that she bus went, uh, bus um company almost went out of business. Yep. She was arrested and fined $10 plus $4 in court fees, okay? And uh you know, she decided that she wasn't going to uh do it anymore and luckily it caught on and it was but it was to that point where you know i mean with the blacks then there was separate water fountains separate lines i mean it's just it's just hard to believe that this, this was 1955 so 45 yeah. 55 66 years ago I, I you know i can't fathom growing up in newark and uh, right after the riots you know starting to become a teenager and with racially diverse neighborhood and with friends of every color and religion i i, I have a hard time like thinking about going to a school and there's separate water fountains or separate bathrooms. Like I never had I experienced that. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah. again, but, but, but you're right, Ainsley, uh, the bus boycott was, um, was the one, uh, I got a little tip for everybody out there. Um, uh, that, uh, if you're on a zoom call and you're an eighth grade teacher, you probably <laughs> this is gonna shut be good. the camera off be sh before you start pleasuring yourself. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. And especially since the eighth graders didn't say anything but took their phones out and videotaped it and posted it all over social media. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and so the teacher was suspended. Uh, and this is in Pennsylvania. He was Just suspended? Yeah. Wait, he was suspended. Uh, pending an investigation when he was asked by the press he goes uh, uh, it was just a mistake i'm only human it was my bad it was okay? my bad it was my bad uh -huh. and uh, so the, the the police department asked the school system for his background check file and they can't find it <laughs> that's oh, that's just amazing yeah nothing nobody runs things better than the government no, uh but anyway he also owned a pirate business like for kids parties and stuff like that captain billy bones he did pirates parties oh. and he's been a 21 year employee of the montgomery public schools listen this new technology out there like andrew to to tobin from on on the news he did the same thing yep, he yep. was on a conference call with the new yorker and he thought the camera was off and he started you know uh anyway up in, uh, what, what, what possesses you to do? sandy <laughs> in the middle of the day <laughs> Sandy, I, I really, you know, for the life of me. But these are the people I, who will be the first in line to um, chastise us for wanting to protect our civil rights or something like that. Yeah. We're the asshole. You know, we're, you know, it's... Um, yeah, we, re we really, really are. You know, uh, so the Supreme Court uh, is turning out to really not be our friend. And, uh, you know, they, they knocked down, and this is, you know, whatever you think about the voting stuff, but uh, they knocked down all the questions about any election case fraud or tampering or illegal votes or anything. And pretty much Roberts handled it. And uh, just so you understand this, 
Just, Justice Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett voted with liberal justices to deny review of lower court decisions, which freaked Thomas out, yeah. as well as Samuel Alito and libertarian Nor uh, Neil Gorsuch, okay? So those three voted in favor, and the other six voted against it, so it, it wasn't heard. And Thomas freaked the hell out. Yeah. But I'm going to yeah. tell you what happened here. I'm going to tell you what happened, why we lost Kavanaugh and why we're losing everybody else's. It worked. When when they started their attack on Kavanaugh, the crazy left, yeah. and then they mo moderately did it with Amy Coney Barrett on when Trump was president, these justices are afraid of the rage mob. That and they're afraid of losing their position inside the beltway too. They don't get a. They don't get invited to the proper cocktail parties. They don't get uh, invited to the you know special gala fundraisers and the and the meet and greet uh, events that they love so much at their country club. And and it's let me tell you, having lived inside that system, it, it's it's disgusting. It's never going to be cleaned out, and anybody thinks he's going to clean it out is sadly mistaken. We, we saw what happened to Trump when he tried. That is why he was hated, because he tried to do something outside of the box. He tried to go in there and do his job. And let me tell you, anybody who tries to do their job in government is put straight uh, in their place immediately. And, Gulag. And the, you're right. And the, and the boot comes down on the back of your neck. You know... Uh Ainsley wrote, I hate to tell you that Supreme Court potential stacking uh, is Mitch McConnell and Trump's fault. As much as you like the new Supreme Court justice, in eight days, uh, in eight days pissed people off and it was hypocritical. If it, if it was a short-term win for potential long-term loss, presidency, Senate, House, in my humble opinion, that was a stupid-ass move. And now our gun rights are more are really more in jeopardy. If He's the state keeps messing right. with voting rights, yep, just keep pissing off people who normally don't vote and vote against Republicans. I, I agree with you, too. It was obviously rushed through. Going back to Thomas, so 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 Thomas wrote this scathing dissent, and Gorsuch and um, Alito also joined with him. But, you know, Thomas, basically, he's so tired of the court just continue to kick the can down the road. Yeah, right. You know, we don't have three branches of government anymore. No, and, no. You mm -hmm. know, Thomas began, the Constitution gives to each state legislature authority to determine the manner of federal elections. Yet both before and after the 2020 election, non-legislative officials in various states took it upon themselves to set the rules instead. As a result, we received an unusually high number of petitions and emergency applications contesting those changes. The petitions here present a clear example. The Pennsylvania legislator established an unambiguous deadline for receiving mail-in ballots, 8 p.m. on Election Day. Dissatisfied, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court extended the deadline by three days. Trump, Thomas explained, referring to one of the rejected cases, these cases provide us with an ideal opportunity to address just what authority non-legislative officials have to set election rules before the next election cycle. And it's going to happen over and over again. He's like, unclear rules threaten to undermine the system. They sow confusion and ultimately dampen confidence in the integrity and fairness of elections. To prevent confusion, we have thus repeatedly, although not consistently as we should, blocked rule changes made by courts close to an election. He is absolutely right. We have to do this. Mm -hmm. He wrote, 
At first blush, it may seem reasonable to address this question when it next arises, he acknowledged, but whatever force that argument has in other contexts, it fails in the context of election. For factually complex cases, compressing discovery testimony appeals into this timeline is virtually virtually impossible. Thomas explained of the five-week window to resolve November presidential election disputes before the Electoral College meets in December, adding this time phrase imposes especially daunting constraints when combined with the expanded use of mail-in ballots. He's right. You know, they only had five weeks to make rulings. They should have picked these cases now, and they should have heard this, and they should have worked on it for the next three or four months and released it by the summer or the fall. Right. All right? And, and right. he's absolutely right. But but they're afraid. Uh, elite, you know, they're afraid. Kavanaugh is mm-hmm. afraid, and uh, Amy Coney Barrett is afraid. They, they don't want to get jumped on by the by the rage mob. And so I don't know. I'm concerned about Second Amendment cases. I, I'm concerned about all of them. Uh, with 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 due with uh, due reason, yeah. You know, uh, Clarence Thomas. He basically said our citizens deserve better, and and no one's listening to us. And again, they only care about their country clubs and shit. And unfortunately, it's like this everywhere. Yeah. I, I mean, it's yeah. every branch of government. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, right on down to your local governments. Excuse me, I had a little uh, burp there. Uh, some uh, um, some little shocking news here. Gary Allison had another stroke. Oh, Gary. And his son Jonathan emailed me twice, and this one was worse than the last one. And he's uh, keeping me updated. So so please uh, please keep uh, Gary in your thoughts and prayers. Please, he's a great guy, and uh, I can't afford to have anything uh, happen to him. So we have more news. Cam Edwards, you know, writes for he's the chief editor of Bearing Arms. Mm -hmm. Cam is the man and uh, I love him. And his wife, Miss B, is you know struggling. So a prayer for her as well. Yeah. So Cam wrote an article. The Ninth Circuit vacates California magazine ban decision. Don't freak out. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has moved to vacate the decision of a three-judge panel that ruled on California's MAGPAN on the acquisition and possession of ammo magazines that can hold more than 10 rounds. Now, remember, we still have the New Jersey one working its way in. It's at the Third Circuit. We're trying to get it to the Supreme—or we petitioned the Supreme Court, sorry. While on the surface, this may look like bad news. It's not, unex- it's not unexpected. Virtually every pro-Second Amendment opinion coming out of the Ninth Circuit is reheard by an en banc panel and plaintiffs in this case, known as Duncan versus Becerra, who's going to be the House HSS secretary, by the way. Uh, and we have been waiting months for the court to make official what everyone suspected. Anti-gun judges on the court want to redo in the hopes of overturning the decision. So Cam makes some good points here, Sandy. So the federal lawsuit was filed in 17 by the California Rifle and Pistol Association, funded as well by the NRA. Um, They were opposing two 2016 state laws, uh, a bill passed the legislator making it illegal to own mags that hold 10 or more bullets. Uh, A 2000 law already makes it illegal to sell or buy such magazines. Uh, So the lawsuit went on and on, but this is what Cam wrote. It's very interesting. A majority of judges in the Ninth Circuit voted to rehear the case, which in most circumstances would almost guarantee a reversal of the original decision. In every appellate court but the Ninth Circuit, en banc reviews involve every appellate court judge. But because the Ninth Circuit is so large, it's not the case there. Instead, 11 justices out of the 27 in the Ninth Circuit will be involved in the en banc review, and thanks to Donald Trump's court appointees, the Ninth Circuit is, is nearly equal in terms of Republican and Democrat appointed judges. 
the chief judge of the Ninth Circuit, Clinton appointee Sidney Thomas, will automatically involved, be involved in the en banc hearing. But the other ten judges are selected at random. There's a decent, if not overwhelming, chance that the, the en banc review will end up affirming the original decision penned by Judge Lee. So, uh, it looks good. Now, Chuck Michelle, the California Rifle and Pistol Association pres- president, a good friend of mine, tells Bearing Arms that the organization is excited to have another opportunity to defend what Californians already know, law-abiding citizens' ability to purchase, possess, and use standard-capacity magazines. Now, <clears throat> regardless of what the en banc panel decides, this case is ultimately bound for the Supreme Court. The en banc review, however, means that any possibility of the court taking the case this year is slim to none. We knew, I knew that. Because the Ninth Circuit also has a history of dragging its feet and releasing its en banc opinions in Second Amendment cases. For example, last September, the Ninth Circuit held oral arguments in a case called Young versus Hawaii. That's a carry case, which bans uh, open carry firearms without a license. The Ninth Circuit already ruled that the Second Amendment doesn't protect the right to carry a concealed firearm in the case known as Peruta. But a three-judge panel determined in the Young case that if a concealed carry isn't protected, then the right to bear arms must uh, protect the right to open carry a gun. All right, so now all of this is going on, but Cam has a great angle here. At this point, the Ninth Circuit may be waiting to see what the Supreme Court does with the Corlett case. That challenges New York State's licensing regime before it releases its decision in Young. And if SCOTUS does end up accepting Corlett, it wouldn't be surprised if I wouldn't be surprised if the Ninth Circuit hangs on to the opinion until after a verdict is released. So the Corlett case is New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case, also NRA funded as well, and that's a carry case. That's the next case that's queued up. Again, I believe everything uh, Ainsley said, and we know that the Supreme Court is pretty much compromised now. We know Roberts is compromised. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know what to expect. Do you? Do, do you have any insights, Sandy? I don't have any hope for. Uh, I really don't have any hope. Haven't had for a very long time on on any of these, even you know, even before this. So I'm, I'm laying out on it. I, I if if anything positive happens, especially under this administration, <laughs> uh, it would be short of a miracle. I think. Well, for you that haven't been paying attention, gas has gone up about fifty cent a gallon yep. since he was brought in. Uh, almost 60 executive orders were signed. Further, no one challenges, no media challenges or anything. Every time he makes a gaffe, the media comes out and corrects him. It's because of his stutter. It's because of this. It's because of that. He takes a nappy nap from 7 to 9 every night. Yep. And two days ago, we uh, we bombed Syria. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we have to go back to war because the <clears throat> military-industrial complex and the war hawks and all the, the billions of dollars making MREs and bombs and jets and drones, we need to oil the machine again. Yeah, that's right. So all of those Pentagon generals that retired and became consultants for Raytheon, Lockheed, <laughs> yes, that's Martin, exactly right. and everything else, they had they need the, – you owe me now. We got your guy that's in. Right. All right? You're in now. What do you call him, a sock puppet? Yep. Yeah, it's pretty okay. much what he is. Okay, you got you got the sock puppet. So guess what? Here we go. Here we go. Now you're going to all have to do your thing and start another war. Oh, so we have a lot of young guys and girls go to war and get killed and maimed and PTSD and high suicide rates and come back without limbs and eyes. Wow, that's just that's just just, uh, just part of the you know, just part of the game, you know. Exactly. Yeah, human life is meaningless to these people who are making billions and billions of dollars. And Eisenhower, this is the thing that Eisenhower warned us about. 
And this is another reason that, you know, the bad orange man, uh, what they had to get rid of this guy. I mean, he was a threat to all these power brokers and all these um, entrenched. We are, we're now in an oligarchy, right? I mean, oh, a yeah, worldwide yeah, yeah, oligarchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know, duck and cover. What can, what can you say at this point? It's done. It's over. We, we allowed it to slip through our fingers. You know, uh, Zucker blinked. You know that, right? Yeah. He, uh, he, they're going to pay for news in Australia. And now Canada and a few other countries are stepping in saying, hey, we want to get paid for news too. Oh, my God, we're not going to make $100 billion this year. We're only going to make $98.9999 billion this year. But, you know, they cut everything off in Australia. And Australia said, we're going to rail you. And they went, okay, we changed our mind. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the booster seat bitch is now going to be paying news agencies for content. Could you imagine? The, could you imagine that yeah, these oligarchs have to did, pay for stuff? Oh my goodness! You mean they just can't take it? Oh, I thought like they is, have been right. You know, this is the socialist way, though, isn't it? What's yours is mine. What's mine is mine. Correct. And so it's been going on with Facebook for years and Google for years. And guess what? It's going to start changing little by little. Again, my prediction last week, the United States will be last, if not never, because almost every one of our politicians is owned by big tech. And you will never okay. know about this because they're trying to, as as we speak, deplatform any uh, opposing message other than the proletariat, you know, other than the, the party message. That's the, uh, yeah, that we will be getting that deplatformed eventually. So will everybody else. Uh, because it's uh, got to be groupthink. And it's been, you know, I mean, right now, I, I, if you listen to the bartender, Congresswoman, um, you'll, she had said, and one thing we always do on this show is take people at their word. When they say they want to kill you, we take them at their word. They want to kill. So, you know, uh, uh, there's a new app called Clubhouse where you go into these clubhouse chats and everybody talk. And basically, uh, the mainstream media wants the app pulled from all the app stores and shut down because no one's taping the conversations. <laughs> this is the media asking for violations of First Amendment rights. Oh, good God almighty. There was, I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but this week down in, in, in Washington, D.C., all of the left major media organizations were down there trying to get rid of Fox, OAN, OAN yep. One American Network, and Newsmax. I don't know if you will, and Breitbart, and every other alt-right uh, media outlet. They're trying to get them shut down because it spreads misinformation and it caused part of the insurrection that's still being protected, by the way, by 20,000 National Guardsmen with fences and barbed wire around the Capitol because they think there's another insurrection coming around. So the me when the media, when the, when the establishment media, the fourth estate, ye the yellow journalists, are out there calling for limitation in free speech, we have passed the curve. Oh, absolutely. And, and again, this is what uh, Ocasio-Cortez had said she wanted to do under the guise of misinformation, but they're literally sending memorandum out from the FCC, who does not govern the uh, cable companies, does not govern what, what they call over-the-top media. So uh, there would be cable companies or, or any online stuff, the things that we're broadcast on, that, that we reach our biggest platform on. 
uh, are being sent memorandum to the top um, executives saying, do you carry these particular shows like uh, Fox News or OAN or any of these other things? Uh, and will you continue to carry them once their contracts expire? And if so, why? So they're signaling to them, we're going to regulate the living crap out of you. We're going to come down on you. Uh, pretty hard and watch you and fine you if you continue to carry a dissenting opinion. And that is America and that's what free journalism is going to be. But again, I have to blame us because we literally let it slip through our fingers. I mean, look at DeSantis in Florida has been accused of everything Cuomo did in New York. Yes. And Cuomo got an Emmy. Exactly right. All right. And DeSantis got it right and Cuomo got the Emmy. Correct. And now Cuomo, there's also sexual harassment charges against him. And I'm... Go ahead, Sam. No, no, no. And I still want to follow the money. So why didn't they put the COVID seniors in the big, the Comfort, the USS Comfort, or Jacob Javits? It had to be, you always have to follow the money. So what must have happened is the lobbyists that pay for the the senior homes, they didn't want those people going in a government uh, health station because then those... Places wouldn't have gotten paid, probably. I want right? to chalk it up to just gross incompetence, which is pretty typical of the bureaucracy. You know, everything else, I, I had a, a long discussion today. It, it just, the people who know any better, the, the real scientists, the real, the real medical professionals on the side who are experts in, not, not you know, I'm not talking about, and, you know, a, a, a plastic surgeon who comes on uh, uh, CNN and talks about COVID. I'm talking about real doctors who deal with this particular specialty all day long are sitting by and just shaking their heads in disgust every time someone uses the phrase we must follow the science when not a damn bit of science has been followed in over a year it is just nothing but political kabuki theater and using you know, again, we, we know that control is, this is all about control and controlling population. It got out of hand, and once the oligarchs got a hold of it and realized they could make a ton of money doing this, and then the other people who are involved in power on the government side realize, hell, we have a free reign right now because these idiots are scared out of their minds. They're wearing two masks, three masks, four masks inside the car as they drive by themselves. The largest transfer of wealth this country has ever seen. Okay. The world, Ant. The world has ever seen. And it's not going on just in the United States. This is part of the whole World Economic Forum. This is part of a a unification all for this all for a one world currency. And you know, I mean Trump was the man standing in in in, in the in in the uh, in the way, and you needed a good crisis, and this was a perfect crisis. This is not polio. This is not Ebola. This is a coronavirus. No one ever would have thought you could do this with a coronavirus. Nope, but they did it. But they did it. So listen to this: New York has one magazine, one newspaper that's different. They have the New York Post. And if it wasn't for the New York Post. The oldest paper in the country. Correct. If it wasn't for the Post, you would know nothing about Cuomo. Right. Of all that's going on. Hence the reason why you haven't heard one mention of Murphy. Right. Not one mention. Murphy did the same thing Cuomo did. did. He He followed followed him. He followed him right behind him. Why haven't we heard anything? Yep. 
Yeah, no, no investigations are being done. I know doctors who are nursing home uh, doctors who were threatened uh, with jail time and threatened to have their licenses removed if they did not, if they stood in the way of having COVID positive patients admitted to their population. And every, well, I know only a few who said absolutely not. Throw me in jail then. I'm not going to infect my population. I'm not going to kill these people. And and most of them just stood aside because they're, they're, they were on a payroll somewhere and they had no choice. But they, they were literally threatened. You must take these people because, and you cannot test them. You cannot test these patients. Who the hell does that? Incredible. I mean, really, when you think about it, it it's it's just incredible. And so Murphy is not on the hot seat because we don't have any media to balance it out here. They're all in one. And the same thing in California with Gavin Newsom. Okay. No one's going to attack him. It's only a couple of small like Breitbarts and stuff like that. But no one's gonna no one's gonna touch him. No one. He's they're 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 completely out there now. How far from the break, Sandy? We are overdue and uh, coming up instead of a commercial. So don't fast forward past it. Uh, we're going to be doing a uh, an audio from uh, something that took place in Freehold, New Jersey, uh, on the Second Amendment, and then uh, Anthony and I will be back to comment on it. So it is in place of this upcoming commercial. So listen to it. Please. <laughs> we'll be back after. My name is Avi Racklin. I reside at Freehold, New Jersey, and I've been a township resident for 19 years. I'd like to talk about guns. Uh, hundreds of years ago, this great nation was founded and blessed with a constitution. The constitution is composed of many amendments, but today I'm going to focus on the second. In case you forgot what it says, allow me to repeat it for you. Quote, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed shall not be infringed, shall not be infringed. Now, I understand this only applies to America, and unfortunately, I happen to live in New Jersey. Our state is full of suffocating, draconian, unconstitutional laws that turn this right into a privilege. I recognize this body has no control over these laws, and that would be the state legislature and Governor Murphy. Trust me, you're just my first stop, They'll hear from me later. However, what this body does control is the issuing of firearm identification cards, FIDs, giving full power to the chief of police, Mr. Bonham, who is in here earlier. The saying goes, quote, you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar, quote. As I'm about to make clear, I've tried plenty of honey. I've sent emails, filed an Oprah, and taken trips down to Freehold Township Police Headquarters, all in an effort to resolve this privately. That hasn't worked. I'm here today, and now you're going to get the vinegar. My journey began October 24th, 2020, when I filed my application for a standard FID through the New Jersey State Police FARS portal. That same day, my references filled out and submitted their questionnaires. November 7th, 2020, I got my fingerprints taken and paid $56.05. November 11th, 2020, New Jersey State Police completed my criminal background check and Free Health Township Police were in possession of my fingerprints. New Jersey Statute 2C colon 58-3 section F states, quote, the application for the permit to purchase a handgun together with a fee of $2 or the application for the firearms purchase or identification card together with a fee of $5 
shall be delivered or forwarded to the licensing authority, i.e. you guys, who shall investigate the same and unless good cause, unless good cause for denial thereof appears, shall grant the permit or the identification card or both if application has been made therefore within 30 days from the date of the receipt of the application for residents of this state within 45 days of resident non-resident applicants. You received my completed application on November 11th. That is when the 30-day clock began. So I waited and waited and waited some more until December 11th came and I heard nothing from no one. On January 4th, 2021, I decided the first thing I would do was go down to Freehold Township Police Headquarters and file an open public records request. Oprah. I understand we got COVID going on, got civil unrest in major cities across the country, and a lot of people are probably doing exactly what I'm doing, trying to get an FID. So I filled the Oprah seeking general records of how many people have applied recently, what are the average wait times, and some other general information. On January 11th, 2021, Lieutenant Kenneth S. Kleiman denied my Oprah because for some reason, New Jersey decided these were records the public wasn't allowed to have and state law prevented the disclosure of them. Fine. At this point, I am 60 days in with no updates. Next up, I figured emailing Mayor Cook was a pretty good idea. On January 15th, 2021, shot off an email explaining my situation, expressing my frustration and wanting to know what is going on. The township administrator, Peter Valesi, responded to that email. In summary, the email stressed the volume of applications was through the roof and that's why things were delayed. He ended his email with, quote, that Freehold Township Police Department and the Township Committee take your Second Amendment rights extremely seriously and have had many discussions on the permitting procedure with our chief of police to ensure that the process is handling as many permits as possible through this unprecedented number of applicants. We'll come back to that. Additionally, in a separate email he sent to me, he stated, quote, inquires this morning are that we are averaging 50 to 60 days from receiving New Jersey State Police permit to issuance. At the receipt of that email, I had been waiting 69 days. Keep in mind, up until this point, all contact made has been initiated by me. Finally, February 8th, 2021 rolls around and the 90 day mark is right around the corner. I go down to FTPD headquarters and essentially demand an update. I sit in an empty lobby for roughly 10 minutes and am then serviced by officer Sean Foley, badge number 262. He hands me a quote, consent for mental health record search form quote, formerly known as an SP-66, and demands I fill it out. Let's pause for a second. I come down on my own accord and am now suddenly informed that I have to fill an extra form. Do you see a problem with that? This form could have been sitting on my file for close to 90 days and no one bothered to reach out. If you need something from me, it is your job to ask for it, not for me to find out as a surprise. I push back against Officer Foley, stating I had already submitted this when I filled out the FARS app nearly three months ago. Apparently, that didn't matter, and he needed me to fill it out again. I ask how long I will hear back, and he gives me a hard cap at two weeks. That two weeks expired yesterday, and guess what? He didn't get back to me. Here's the real reason I'm living. Thanks to the subreddit r slash NJGuns, I found out that form was completely unnecessary and a total waste of time. The New Jersey Farsight explicitly states in their FI2 verbatim, question, do I need to separately apply for consent for mental health record search form? The answer that was given on that website, quote, you need to do it only, in, in, literally in all caps, only 
if you have resided out of state within the last 10 years. In that scenario, you must go directly to the issuing police department and complete an authorization SP-66 form for mental health records. This will be sent to all states in which you have previously resided. I've never had out-of-state residency, so why was I given this form? If the combined brain power of this police department can't process a FARS app, I am so sorry for my fellow freeholders who rely on you to deal with actual crime and solving cases. Mr. Valesi, you told me the township takes my Second Amendment right seriously. The absence of Freel Township Police Department speak otherwise. Without question, the Freel Township Police Department has violated two state laws. Number one, taking longer than 30 days to rule on an application. And number two, having me filled an SP-66 when my situation didn't warrant it. This whole FARS app boils down to two simple questions. One, are you a convicted criminal? And two, have you been adjudicated mentally defective? Three trips down to police HQ, four emails, one over, and over 90 days of waiting, and now one city council meeting is a ridiculous amount of time and effort to get those questions answered. If there is one thing this process has exposed me to, it is just how stupid these gun control laws are. No criminal would ever go through this bureaucratic, inefficient process to get a firearm and then cause someone harm. They would get it off the streets or go across the border to another state and have it the same day. This system punishes law-abiding citizens who are trying to do the right thing. That's why Canada is the way it is, and that's why Newark the way it is. Because the powers that be in Trenton and our governor are so delusional, thinking this will fix gun crime. All it does is delay and deter law-abiding citizens like me from arming ourselves. So I've complained a lot, but what am I looking for? An answer, right here, right now, yes or no? If the answer is yes, fantastic. I have a $5 check with your name on it in my jacket right there. If no, give me a reason, a pre-denial conference, and I'll appeal. But to keep me and presumably others in limbo for order of a quarter of a year is unacceptable. Thank you. So you listen to Avi. I'm going to do a little commercials later. You listen to Avi rip into the Freehold Township City Council. Yep. This is the frustration that people are feeling all across the state. They're blaming COVID. They're blaming this. The the tremendous amount of permits, et cetera, et cetera. I'm so tired of this crap. A right delayed is a right denied. And more and more people would see all politics is local. More and more people need to go to council meetings and be as organized and respectful as Avi. And also get involved, I think, too. You know, for those of you younger guys and gals out there, who get involved. Start running for seats that are, um, un, you know, unchallenged seats that, that, you know, where you're pretty much guaranteed, whether it's a school board or whatever it is. Because without your voices being heard in there, they're going to steamroller over the top of all of us. Yep. And Anthony and I have been at this a long time. And, dude, we're tired. Uh, we're just, I don't know about you, Ant. I mean, I'm oh, tired. Oh, I'm beat. I'm, I'm beat. I'm tired. I'm beat. And I'm we beat. need young blood. We need some We need some, some people to stand up now and, and, and uh, get involved on that local level because you'll make your way up. That's how it works. Go on unopposed elections and try to get the seats with the school board, the the, the the you know the power board the sewer you know parks commission anything you can get on and learn from the inside out and just yes them all the way through until you get to understand and learn how the uh, how the system works and how to work the system let's just say so this is an update to Avi after the video was posted 
He said, the entire council offered no comment to my speech. Mm. It was only after the meeting was adjourned that a council member privately approached me and said, we'll look into this. I was personally shocked the town attorney didn't say anything considering I dropped specific statutes. Guess we'll see if this speeds up the process. See, he even listed that they don't care. They don't care. They all right. They they don't care about yeah. us. We are the third tier. Everyone he was talking to is the second tier. Right. Excuse me, the first tier. The first they were the first tier. tier. Yes. We are the third tier. Yes. They don't really give a shit about you. Okay. Right. They don't really care, Avi. I'm sorry to say. Just like Robin is waiting in Teaneck since August, and my buddy uh, Eric is waiting in um, in Fairlawn. You know, he's number two hundred ninety, two hundred eighty nine, out of two hundred ninety people. He, we don't want to hear it. We want our stuff. A right delayed is a right denied. You're violating me of my rights. It is official misconduct. It is official malfeasance, okay? Do your jobs. We don't want to hear, well, we'd have to take somebody off the COVID detail. Uh, people will die. Do you want people to die because you want your carry? You want your gun permit? You want to be able to buy or protect yourself and your family? That's what you have us for. You can't even answer our questions. That's what you have us for. Okay, yeah. You can't so even answer our questions. Yeah, correct. You can't even answer our questions. You no comment. I'm a I'm a public. Oh, I'm a taxpayer, and you're a public servant, yeah. and you don't have an right. answer for me. Everybody says no comment, and then what happened is, if he lost his temper, they would have locked him up in front oh, of his you, kids. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. They I were mean, all sitting there guaranteed. itching for that to happen. The mayor and the council were dying for this guy to lose his temper so they can make him look like a crazy and say, oh, under that, we're going to deny you a permit now. Because right. obviously you can't control your temper because we're six months into a 30-day process and you're <laughs> aggravated about it. Oh, yeah, so I could go to town and say, I'm sorry I'm six months late in paying my taxes. I'm going to get to it when I can. When I can. But, but yeah. because of COVID, things have been a little tough. <laughs> Yes, since you shut my business down and I can't I can't make any money to pay my mortgage or taxes. The Maybe problem, you're gonna have to wait. See how that works out. You know, we have a million people listening to the show far and wide. When are we gonna have twenty million people wake up? I know. You know, uh Tucker Carlson did a thing the other night, the insurrection in Washington DC. You know, like seventy percent of the people that were part of that were behind in their mortgages or weren't working. The, the pe people are frustrated, Sandy. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens when you have a huge transfer of wealth and people lose their jobs and you bring in 20 million immigrants to take their jobs. And, oh, they're um, doing jobs Americans don't want to do. I know. No, it's because big business wants to pay less money. Remember the term super spreader event that yes. the uh, left-wing media decided that they were going to coin? Yes. Uh, what happens when you bring 20,000 uh, illegal immigrants across the border and force them into communities and tell the communities, nah, you test them. We're not going to test them. Uh, when they get there, they scatter. Nothing happens no. because the media protects them. Okay, but if eight of us videotaped in a room singing, <laughs> we would it would be considered a super spreader <laughs> event. For sure. Yeah. When are people going to wake up? When is it going to be enough? I'm so glad I'm 60 and I'm not 30. I don't, I don't know the frustration I know. Yeah, level. I know. I know. All right, before I go to learning, let me do my, my, my let me, just to calm my, myself down. Mar, Mar, Marty's V-Burger, martysvburger.com. Uh, you can't believe how his stuff is packaged. He's bringing me food again tomorrow. 20% um, off if you mention Gun for Hire, Gun for Hire Radio. Also, every Friday, you could pick it up at Freaking Vegans in Prospect Park. They also deliver stuff. Marty's V-Burger online. They'll ship it to you. His stuff is deadly 
you won't even know it's vegan. Plus, he's got ass-kicking French fries. He puts them with a vegan cheese sauce on it. I like my French fries au naturel, just a little salt, maybe some ketchup for dipping. Yeah. But his French fries are deadly. Remember John Petrolino's book, Decoding Firearms? It's available on Amazon. It's also available here at the range. It makes a great gift for new shooters and old alike. Uh, Gun Lawyer Podcast, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Gun Lawyer Podcast, Evan Knappen, I can't stress enough. Evan Knappen is invaluable in helping me all the time. The Quarantine Crawl has 305 businesses on it now, Sandy. <laughs> That's great. Um, all right, so quarantinecrawl.com, support those who support you. 305 Pro 2A businesses, products, and services. Obviously, my book, crimeproofbook.com, think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. Eight years of my blood, sweat, and tears. Self-funded, self-financed. I spent a lot of dough. Yes, Hired a professional ed- editor, proofreader, and whatever, the whole bit. Uh, the book is great. Everybody in your family, kids, family, make a great gift. Uh, have them read it. Test them on it. When you're driving around, review the things. The book should be in two months or less. But I need pre-orders now because I stuck my neck out and ordered a bunch of books to get a good price so I can pass it on to you. The book is $18.76. With tax in New Jersey, it's an even $20. Shipping is flat rate shipping. It's as simple as possible. I will personally autograph every book from the first run. Uh, After that, I am not going to be autographing any books. If you come in and buy a book after that, I'm not going to be autographing it unless we do an autographing thing. There's some cigar clubs and uh, some bookstores ask me to come in and, and sign books. But that's six months down the road. Yes, it's a soft cover book. And yes, it will be followed up with a Kindle version. And it will be followed up with an Audible or audio version as well. But for the first three to six months, it's going to be soft cover only. So please support those who support you. And look, if you are a realtor or a real estate broker, you really should be getting one of these books for everyone in your flock. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that, isn't that true, Ann? I mean, how many uh, realtors are out there by themselves? And and the crime against realtors is very scary. Yeah. It's scary. Uh, So crimeproofbook.com. Share it with everybody far and wide. Uh, when you read this and you read the reviews and, and, and re- if you want to review it yourself, you'll understand. It's clear and concise. It's written by me. I'm not an egghead. It's 300 pages. There's about 60 images in there for reinforcement. But, uh, you know, again, I started this in 2013. COVID was the only positive thing that came out of COVID was that I got to uh, pretty much wrap it up. So thank you all for your support. What was my review on a book? Nice book, very thick, pretty heavy, makes a great doorstop. That's what you wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sign me (laughs) up. Bastard. Sign me up at gunforhireradio.com. I'm getting a lot of shoe sizes, lottery numbers, Grey Poupon, a couple other people like German Mustard. So I'm getting a lot of good ones. Keep them up. And uh, Rabbi Bendori is hosting this 22 days, 22 miles for $22. Join us in the fight through 22 Challenge this February and be part of our mission to end the 22 daily suicides among veterans and first responders. It's IRF22.org. By the way, his daughter Noah came in with a friend the other night to shoot. And let me tell you, she is a pistol. Introvert, she is not. The rabbi's daughter was a lot of fun. She came in with some guy. <laughs> she shot a bunch of guns. We took a picture of her and I. She texted it over to her mother and father. Rabbi, I love you. As gun rabbi would say, everyone needs a rabbi. I got another one. Uh, it's a GoFundMe page. It's VHS of Ocean County. Uh, it's a GoFundMe page, but we also want other donations of PPP 
And uh, Sandy, uh, what else would you like for for your uh, charity that you're spearheading? Anything that you can uh, give, five bucks, ten bucks, even like gas cards for like Wawa and stuff. I think that's where they gas up their vehicles uh, for the visiting nurses. And uh, we're able to get out to the houses to do home visits and that sort of a thing. Um, any type of PPE, uh, masks, uh, especially N95s, uh, if you've got them for the visiting nurses, and or just the plain masks for the you know the people working in the adult daycare is is wonderful. Um, gloves, you guys have been wonderful on any of that. But like I said, five bucks, ten bucks. It only takes a hundred bucks a day to provide care for. Uh, for these vets, so you know, they, it's a it's a nonprofit uh, organization. It's a, a community-based nonprofit, and they are really, really struggling right now. Um, I want to thank uh, Robert W. and Matt M. for their donations this week too. Thank you so much, guys. See, gun people are truly the best. Absolutely, people. Now. Remember last week I said I'm going to need help signing the books, and I said I would use the kid that was with Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joey Grimaldi, <laughs> he writes me, Anthony, loved the Indiana Jones reference. The kid's name was Short Round. I didn't even know I that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And he said he remembered it from the movie. He didn't have to Google it. So Short Round, which is short I, round. I never put two and two. So, yeah, so if anybody knows where Short Round is right now, because he's probably not acting. That's right. No, I'm sure he's. Right. If I'm Short sure Round is not acting. He's in between gigs right now. <laughs> if he wants to come and sign books with me, I would deeply appreciate Mr. it. Anthony, Mr. Anthony, Mr. Anthony. I will pay him the prevailing rate of which nothing. Is? Nothing. That's perfect, yeah. So, you know, my book, Crime Proof, is a compendium of what we've been talking about for 11 years and yeah. what I teach people when they come in here. Yep. And uh, Ray Rodriguez is a Gun for Hire alumni. He lives uh, central to South Jersey, comments a lot on the shows, uh, has been to the range, been to the range with his uh, elderly mom. And he lives with his uh, elderly mom. And uh, he sent me this. He goes, Aunt, this incident occurred about 1 p.m., on the night of the 4th, a woman opened the screen door to my house, smashed the window, and attempted entry to my residence. Oh, my God. The police were looking for this woman due to a 911 call of a domestic dispute between her and her soon-to-be ex-husband. Her ex-husband lives a half a block away on another street. She moved out prior to this incident to Staten Island. This woman cut herself on broken glass and bled in four rooms of our downstairs area before retreating to my two-car garage after seeing a uniformed police officer standing on my front porch. So first thing I want to talk about, Ray, is Ray had the, the, the uh, deadbolt with the key in it. So she broke the window and then opened the key. So, Ray, windows like that have to be, the glass has to be replaced with uh, a safety glass that can't be broken, like with a thin wire mesh. I know it sounds like a pain in the ass, but you can get a glass glazer, you can get a door guy, you can get a locksmith, they'll, they'll refer you to people to that. I'm not a big fan with a lot of glass in windows or side lights on the windows, uh, unless you have cameras and stuff, but still people will be able to get in. So she gained entry to the house, cut herself, bleeding all over his house. Oh, my God. She retreats to the two-car garage after seeing a uniformed police officer standing on his front porch. 
Once I saw the officer on the front porch, I secured my firearm in my bedroom and let the officer in since she locked oh, and let and let the officer in since she locked the door behind her. When she came into Ray's house, she locked the door and broke the key off in the lock. Oh my god. So he wrote, fortunately there was enough of the broken key hanging out of the lock that I was able to remove the broken key and use a different key to let the officer in. This woman then accused the police of not being the police referred to herself by a different first name than her birth name and was taken to a hospital for psychological evaluation and in a three-page police report it states he tried to escape the ambulance en route to the hospital oh my goodness so he wrote p.s your expert instruction played a role in my handling of the situation since i kept an elevated position on the intruder i was on my staircase cautiously observing her moments before while my mom was in her room behind me and i kept a distance of six yards be be between myself and this intruder this could have turned out really bad if I didn't take into account the tips of the trade from you and Masada Ayub. Thanks for everything you do, Master Calandro, and look forward to stopping at a gun for hire soon to pick up your book. Order it online, you cheap bastard. <laughs> he wrote, yep, the only, they, the, on, the only harm one was the intruder. She cut her hand on the broken glass when she reached into to try to unlock the door. My mother, me, and the puppy, the pooch, didn't move an inch. My mom was the first one downstairs. The woman intruder was stating something was trying to kill her. Mom put the key in the lock to confront the woman, and the intruder reached it. Oh, Mom, you made mistakes here. So what happened, his mother went down. His mother went down. Okay. She broke the glass and then grabbed the key, okay, and she broke it off. Both of us were armed during the encounter. Mom, go, Mom, go, Mom, go. Mom was armed, too, during the encounter. <laughs> luckily, luckily, you guys didn't. Yeah, nothing bad yeah, happened right, to it. Right, exactly. So, Ray, that door's got to go or those windows got to go. And, by the way, it's against the law to have that door locked with no key in it. Right. Just so you know. Because in case of a fire, if you own my now, a lot of people hang the key close by. Yeah. on the door but going back up to an elevated position and waiting for the police to come and securing your firearm you know there's do's and don'ts of everything you probably uh, i don't know the situation lay every house another one would have been to have the gun on you but again if you're wearing your south park jammies and you slide your 1911 in your waistband it's probably going to fall out yeah right exactly you know most people don't sleep with a holster on so <laughs> listen I, I can critique and criticize this all i want you your mom and your puppy are safe right so guess what? There is no second guessing. Yeah. You won. Right, right. Can we critique it to learn to improve? Yes. The number one thing that was done right was maintaining an elevated position until authorities came. Yeah. Because you don't know how crazy she was. Yeah. You know, your mom, God forbid, this woman could have grabbed a steak knife. Exactly. Right. You know, and your mom is older, and I don't know how old this emotionally disturbed person was, but she could have taken her out. Right? You need better lights. You need cameras. You need an alarm system. I, I don't know if you have any of that. If you do and you hear this re reply back, I'd love to discuss it further. But those glass panes that can just be broken, they actually make an insert for that, or it's time to get new doors. And the newer doors have safety glass in them. Yeah, And if you yeah. always ask about that, make sure the door has the thin wire mesh through it. You know, they do have doors that have a laminate going through it, Sandy, that yeah. you can't break through with a car. Right, right. I've got okay. one of those on my front door, and it is it's a stained glass appearance, but it has got that laminate in between. You just, you can and it, it triple locks. It locks on the top, the center, and the bottom. And, you know, I, there's 20 chapters in my book, and only four chapters have firearms in them. Hmm. The other 16 chapters are situational awareness and, you know, traveling, et cetera, common, et cetera. Yeah, yeah common sense. Common, not really common sense. No, it's not uncommon yeah. sense. Yeah. 
Right. But but the other 16 chapters, so it, it all intertwines. But Ray, listening to my show, listening to Masada Yub, who's my master, uh, your mom, you, and the dog are safe, man. I don't care about anything else. Blood in your house and everything can all be cleaned up. Windows can be repaired. Keys can be fixed, you know. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a good thing that that happened. But whatever windows you have in the house that look like that now, couple hundred bucks my man or replacing the door when they replace the door remember you want to use six inch screws in the door jam mm -hmm. you don't want to use the supplied two and a half or three inch we want to use six inch screws so they go into the two by four king studs that are on both sides of the door or jack studs excuse me because you want to make sure you get a good bite so it's not easy to kick a door in either because a new construction house they'll use two and a half inch screws in the door jam and Bobby Prouse and uh, Tony Arena here told me when they hit that thing with the ram, yeah. <laughs> the door goes flying. Let me tell you, I had it happen at my house, right? And it looked like the door was hit with a truck. The door wound up through the foyer in the hallway toward the living room. That's right. Yep. And it was only probably a couple of guys who hit it. Bob, Bobby talks about uh, when they hit doors like that and somebody was on the other side of it. <laughs> they, the door goes down and they end up, everybody runs over the door oh, with the gosh. person underneath. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a DEA agent here one time uh, that took all the NRA instructor courses. I can't say his name. He was undercover in the New York metropolitan area for like 25 years. And uh, he was in the Bronx to do a drug deal. And this was the old days where he was mic'd up, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So he's in the apartment and he's waiting for the mule to deliver it. And he's there with the bad guys and the bad guys got guns. He has no gun on him, but he has a uh, thing. And he, they got DA agents planted everywhere, down the hall, upstairs, on top of the fire escape. Like all he has to do is give the, 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 the word, right, whatever the code word was. And uh, let's say his name was Emmanuel, Manny. And the mule comes to deliver, and it's a woman, and she's got the suitcase, and they let her in the apartment, and she looks at him, and he looks at her, and he went to high school with her. Wow. And she says his real name. Oh, great. And the people listening in heard that, so, of course, they stormed through immediately because he was going to be killed. And he said, he said, oh, Joanna, how are you? And before he could say you, the door went down on top of her. <laughs> And the suitcase and about 15 guys in riot gear came over the door. And all he saw was her arm and the Samsonite suitcase sticking out of the side of the door. Like a cartoon. Like a... That's great. And he told the story in explicit detail. And I said, so so they they apprehended everybody. And did you have any conversation with her? He goes, she was out. She goes, she had multiple bones broken, fractures, ribs. She couldn't breathe. All she did was she has this scared look on her face. But she had she obviously went the way of like she was a dancer and this and that and maybe some prostitution. So they had paid her to fly up from like Florida to New York with a suitcase full of stuff. This is like back in the 70s or 80s. He was oh, an older God. guy when I taught him. But he tells the story. <laughs> How are you? And that's all he got. This. He never even got to finish the sentence. That's great. <laughs> yeah, they weren't, they weren't taking no chances. They didn't want him to get killed because she, you know, uh, pulled the veil out from underneath him. But <laughs> holy, holy moly. 
So this is for my buddy Joe. I listened to your show last night. Happy Sunday. Uh, while not on par with the wait times you mentioned in today's show, on 1026, I submitted a change of address and request for three permits. The references were done in 48 hours. I'm still waiting for the email to come back uh, to pick up the permits in new FID. This is Saddlebrook. I called the record bureaus this past week and was told there's nothing holding up the paperwork. They're just very backed up. And the electronic system was supposed to speed up the process. What a joke, Joe. Joe. Just like you heard Avi and you've heard everybody else, Mark S. from Fair, Fair, Fair Lawn and uh, uh, Robin from Teaneck, and there's hundreds and hundreds of more. This is incorrigible. This is horrible. Yeah. And you know what? Everybody out there, we've all allowed this to happen. Right, right, and, right. And right. here it is. You know, the hens came into roost, mm -hmm. so to speak, because we, we let them do whatever the hell they want, and they just continue to walk over us. So 1026, so that's October, November, December, January, <laughs> February. Four months, okay? Change of address and three new permits. Change of address and three new permits. Not an initial firearms ID right, card. Right. Everything is electronic. All the permit officer has to do is look at the state police's findings and click accept or deny and deny what reason. And the only reason he has to do that is because he could go up to the Joe, he could go to the police chief with your folder and say, this is Joe applying for a permit. Remember when he was a juvenile in town, he pulled the girl's hair and put it in the inkwell or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we, we the law and safety health disclaimer, you can't get a permit. But your case, Joe, your change of address, you already had an FID card, you already had pistol permits, this should have taken a week. It should have taken no longer than a week. All somebody has to do is press a button, Joe. That's all they have to do. You guys, everybody out there listening, guys and girls, you have to do what Avi did. I tell everybody, call the police chief, call the mayor, leave messages, be firm but respectful, because they are taping your call, by the way. If you lose your temper or say something stupid, they'll use it as an excuse to take your rights away. But you all have to start going to these council meetings. And if they're Zoom meetings, do it with a Zoom meeting right. and listen to what Avi said up here and do the same thing. Be respectful. Follow the law, follow the procedure, and ask them why the delay. Maybe they'll get tired of hearing it. Yes. Maybe after a while, right. some fat-ass bureaucrat will get up and say, you know, maybe we should do these in a timely manner. Because, you know, most of them already have what they got. Or, you know, they have theirs. Now, uh, listen to me, listen to me, Sandy. I make phone calls all the time where I have friends because I get phone calls from police departments. I got two cops that were out on a leave and they need to qualify and we're not scheduled for the range in, in the, the, the garbage dump in North Arlington for another six months. Can you take care of me? Chief, you know what? Yeah. Send them down tomorrow, 10 o'clock. We don't open till 12 on me. All right. So every once in a while, somebody will tell me about a town and I'll call that chief up and say, yo, listen, I need a favor. One of my guys is waiting six months. Boom. They get a phone call the same day or the next day. So it is doable, but it's not supposed to be that way. That's right. It's That's not right. supposed to be that way. That's right. So everybody listening, if you listen to Avi's nine minute rant. And you've been listening to my show. Share that rant. Share this show with other people. 510, our highest episode yet, by the way. Wow. Share it with other people. But everybody needs to start taking a stand. Listen, on the Gun for Hire radio site, I have the two form letters. If you, it's initial FID card, and if it's an FID card and pistol uh, uh, pistol permits or repeat pistol permits, we have the two letters that J Factor did. Use those form letters. They're on the yep. Gun yep. for Hire radio homepage. Send those to the police chief. 
that explains what statute they're violating right. for official misconduct, right. official malfeasance. And But then after that, do like Avi did. Go to these meetings. Go to these council meetings. Listen, look in your town. How many councilmen or women you have? How many freeloaders do you have? Because you're not allowed to say freeholder anymore. Start <laughs> calling them. Start Make one snail mail letter. Copy it. Change the address who it's to or on a computer. Print them out and mail them. You are, they are public servants. Right. You want answers. Yes. Listen, there's 300 people in Fairlawn waiting right now. There's 800 people in, in Teaneck waiting right now. If all of them started calling every day, do you not think the chief and the mayor's secretary would get together and say, we better fix this? Yes, that's the okay? only way to do we it. We better fix this, You're all right? right? Be firm, be respectful. I am a tax-paying, law-abiding citizen. The law says 30 days per this statute. It is now six months, eight months, nine months. I do not want to hear that I'm 72 in the list. I do not want to hear that the officers on a COVID detail. I don't want to hear any of that. Right. I want my rights, and I want them now. That's what I want to hear from people. Everybody needs to start doing that. We tried with Operation Strike Force. We tried with lawsuits two times. Two times the Superior Court judge in New Jersey sided with the police department because they needed more than 30 days to do background checks. My big question is if you get pulled over by a cop today, does it take more than 30 days to do a background check on you? It's the same computer system. It's the same, system. Computer system. The it's very the same, same computer system, system. Yep. that they're using. Yep. Your SBI number on your firearms ID card is the same number an inmate is assigned in the state of New Jersey. Right. How's that make you feel? Right. So it's all bullshit. Right. And, and it, this is glaring. There's thousands and hundreds of thousands of more new gun owners out there. And they're all, their rights are being denied on a daily basis. I have a slew of men and women coming in every day. I waited eight months. I put my permit in when COVID started. I just got it. Oh, my God. You people are not disgusted. You're not disgusted. You're paying. For you people outside of New Jersey, the average tax rate in the state of New Jersey is $9,000 a year. The highest property tax rate in the country. Okay. So you have someone who's paying $9,000 a year in taxes. That's average. Average. Right? Yeah. Average. People are paying $15,30. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to pay that all day long. And they're begging. They're begging for the opportunity to exercise a very limited constitutional right very in the limited. state of New Jersey. We own and use our guns by way of exemption. Right exemption you can own this but you can only use it for this only taking it to here only bringing it with this only doing it with that otherwise you can't have it okay you can't have it it is horrible it is horrible i am so tired of it i'm so tired of this denial of of our rights Listen, I get, why am I so frustrated with this? I get beat up every day. Do you know how many phone calls and emails I get from people? Can you help me? I've been waiting nine months. I've been waiting seven months. They don't return. The worst part, this is one that pisses me off the most. They don't return my phone calls. Yeah, I know. And that's the most common one. If that is not a testament that we are the third tier and they do not give a yeah, shit right. about you because we are in charge, supposedly, and they work for us. The fact that they're so disrespectful that they don't return your phone call is all telling. All that's telling. it. It tells it all. That's right. They don't return our phone call. Okay, you don't have to return my phone call. That's nice. So what do you have to do? Right. What do you have to do? Right. You don't have to do shit. Yeah, exactly. 
other than collect your fat pensions and yeah. fat oh, paychecks. And, and, and vote for politicians that strip you of your rights, too, you jackasses. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> support those who support you. Please, QuarantineCrawl.com. Use those businesses first. Mention the Quarantine Crawl and Gun for Hire. CrimeProofBook.com. Order it now. I want the, I want my phone calls and emails returned. Order my book now. Pre-order. I will sign it. Me and uh, Short Round will sign Short it. Short Round. Yes. Hey, Lipstick Bodyguards are back for the first time in almost a year. They finally got restocked and resupplied. And you can get them at Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range right now. And soon they'll be back at uh, LipstickBodyguard.com. They supplied Anthony before they supplied themselves, and that's a pretty good show. I got a ton here. Come on down. The prices are insane. <laughs> and that just dated both of us. <laughs> <laughs> GoFundMe.com forward slash, well, not forward slash, search for VHS of Ocean County. Five bucks, ten bucks, anything you guys can do, and we need PPE too. Well, looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a County Think Media production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer, Anthony Calandro, uh, best selling author, order his book <laughs> now. We love you guys. We will see you next week. Crimeproof.com. Crimeproofbook.com. And if you order 100 books, yeah. I will sign them all and include a free lipstick bodyguard. Sweet. Yeah, my sugarness. Good idea. <laughs> we love you guys. Well, unfortunately, we will see you next week. <laughs>